Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is Happy Halloween, October 31st. 2016. My name is Phil Prosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I hope you got a chance to watch some other basketball. Certainly not Friday's game. We'll do a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's two losses this weekend as we head into this new week. I'll also talk a little bit about those games, what they mean, whether we should be panicking, whether we should be worried about no one three start, uh, and and what the mindset should be for Magic fans as we enter the second week of the NBA regular season. And then I will close today talking a little bit about the kind of team Frank Vogel is trying to build and whether he can really rebuild the Indiana Pacers here in Orlando. I think there's some interesting thoughts on that. But of course, we do have to start with a breakdown of what happened this weekend. It was not a pretty weekend for the Orlando Magic. Two more losses for the Magic. Uh, they're down to 0-3. They, yeah, they started 0-3 last year, but this feels a little bit different. And you can't, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it because it was bad. But Friday night's 108-82 loss to the Detroit Pistons was bad. Things seemed to start out decently well. The Magic had some good momentum. They they were uh, in the game, and then all of a sudden it just snapped. Something just went wrong with this team, and they never got it back under control. They got they got run out of the gym in Detroit, to be frank. They they had no business being there. The offense was anemic. The defense was even worse. Uh, the Detroit Pistons just did whatever they wanted, and the Magic could not stop them. They scored nine points in the second quarter, give up 30 points in that quarter. They shoot 34.7% from the, from the field. Uh, not just, again, just not a good game. No one played well. I think even Frank Vogel said after the game, no one played well. They gave up a 107.3 offensive rating, so 107.3 points per 100 possessions. Took only 86.1 points per 100 possessions on their end. It wasn't a good game. No one, again, no one played well. The only guy I, I might point out as having played well is Nikola Vucevic. I thought his defense was good, not great. Uh, but no one seemed to help him. He had 7 points, 14 rebounds on the night, 3 of 12 shooting. He really struggled from the floor as just nothing seemed to be working on offense, and the Magic seemed to be forcing things to try and make things work, and and you can't be successful offensively for that. Running down some of the stats from that game, Aaron Gordon had 17 points, 7 rebounds. Alfred Payton, a, a solid night actually, 15 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, but 3 turnovers. Uh, turnovers weren't the problem in this game. The Magic just couldn't hit a shot. Uh, and they couldn't generate good offense, and that offense was leading to the Pistons getting good offense, and and just things collapsed from there, and it was just a a complete catastrophe for the Magic. As I kind of hinted at in Friday's podcast, I thought this was a game the Magic could win. I thought it was a game they could compete in. Uh, Certainly a game that they uh, was a good measuring stick game. I mean, the Pistons were the eighth seed last year, a place where the Magic want to be, and while I think Detroit got a little bit better, even without Reggie Jackson, even without Reggie Jackson, uh, they're a good team, but this was a game the Magic really could have used to to judge themselves and and, and be in a see where they are see where they're at to be frank, uh, and they failed plain and simple they failed this test 
And so they moved on to face the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday in a game that we all suspected would be a blowout. And for the first half, it looked that way. The Magic gave up 33 points in the first quarter, 29 in the second quarter, and some of that was Cleveland making ridiculous shots. LeBron James is just an animal. Um, He does whatever he wants on the floor, and there's not a lot... You know, even decent defenses can do. Uh, you know, I think Corliss. I think it was Corliss Williamson who did the uh, halftime interview on uh, Saturday in the uh, uh, for Fox Sports Florida. I think he said he said he even said you know the, the efforts there. The defense has been okay, not great, but they're making some tough shots. They're making some great plays. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the clip of that crazy wraparound pass LeBron had. That was one of like three or four crazy passes that only LeBron James can take. Uh, and so the Cavs got out to a big lead, but the concern still was the offense. The offense wasn't generating anything, and I think we expected this team's offense to be bad. Um, it wasn't that we didn't expect the offense. We we didn't we didn't expect the offense to go out and score 120 every night. Uh, we expected the offense to have its struggles, uh, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad to, to struggle this much. And the Magic looked really stuck in the mud. They couldn't generate good shots, and that's going to be reality of this team. And They've got to rely on their defense to get them over the hump. That's what began happening in the second half. And so if there's a point of solace in this game, it is that second half. The Magic outscore the Cavaliers 54-43 to in the second half. They cut the lead to as little as three. I think it was about a, it was a three-point game with about a minute left. J.R. Smith hit three threes in the fourth quarter, including a back-breaking three late in the fourth quarter that allowed the Cleveland Cavaliers to hold on. They blew a 22-point lead, got it down to three, but the Cavaliers hold on for a 105-99 victory at Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, the Magic, though, may have found a little bit little bit of something uh, in the way that they run their offense, in the way that they run their defense in this game. Running through some of the stats for you. Serge Ibaka, 19.7 rebounds, 7 for 12 shooting. He finally began to look active. He was especially active around the basket. They got him in pick and rolls. He was cutting really well down the lane. He was diving through the lane really, really well. Uh, and that's a good sign for the Magic. They need him engaged offensively. He still has a tendency to go one-on-one too much. Uh, and that's a big sticking point for... The Magic uh, offensively from Frank Vogel, uh, he said, you know, we're relying too much on our one-on-one play. We're not trusting the pass, as he says. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on, but 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 Ibaka had an overall solid game. Uh, oh, Evan Fournier finally got back uh, on track, 22 points, 9 for 16 shooting, uh, 5 assists as well. Or sorry, he didn't have, yeah, he had 5 assists. Uh, he looked really, really solid throughout the game. Uh, but really, the heroes of this game were off the bench. DJ Augustin, 13 points, most of that in the fourth quarter, 5 for 12 shooting, really got the Magic into things offensively. I mean, the Magic scored, you know, they I said they had 54 points, 37 of them came in the fourth quarter. They had 17 points in the third quarter. They were able to muck the game up a little bit, hold Cleveland down to 18, did a much better job contesting shots, um, did a much better job scrambling and rotating that's a good sign for the Magic. That's it's some positive reinforcement, hopefully. Uh, but the, And the Magic scored 37 points in the fourth quarter. They finally got on a roll, and you could kind of see the momentum and the confidence building in this team as they got onto that roll. Uh, in addition to Augustin, Bismack Biombo was fantastic as well. He finished the game, even though Nikola Vucevic did not play poorly. 11 points, 5 for 8, shooting 9 rebounds in 24 minutes. Biombo got 19 minutes uh, in this game. That fourth quarter, though, was all him. Did a much better job protecting the rim. Really looked engaged and active on the defensive end for the first time all year. And so the hope is now that the Magic can take these games, can take 
uh, or not take these games, take this half and specifically this fourth quarter and carry it over to Tuesday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Are they going to be able to gain some consistency and find some identity? And, you know, I think when you hear Frank Vogel talk about it, uh, it, so far, it, it sounds like, you know, he's confident they're going to figure it out. He's confident that they are figuring things out. It took a little time. It maybe took some embarrassment to, to get them there, but they're slowly getting there. And uh, they'll have, of course, the, there's the beauty of the NBA is there's always another game right down the road. And, and the Magic came home uh, before they'll head out to Philadelphia on Monday uh, as they face the Sixers on Tuesday. But uh, again, another opportunity to pick up that first win. A really good opportunity. I, I watched the Sixers-Hawks game uh, earlier on Sunday. Uh, Sixers are a much are an improved team. They'll be a challenge. They won't be easy. You won't be able to just walk in and beat them. Uh, but, you know, they struggle on offense too. Their offense is not much better than the Magic's. And if you can control the pace and control the tempo defensively, uh, you have a good, you, you know, it's, it's a game the Magic should win. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that plainly. It's a game they should win, uh, barring, you know, anything crazy happening with, with shooting percentages. But if you play defense, that doesn't matter. So when we take a step back then, we're three games into the season, and there was quite a bit of panic among the Magic faithful uh, when it came to these first three games. There, a lot of a lot of panic. You know, a lot of people were willing to bag on the Aaron Gordon experiment at the three, which is a... Not an unreasonable conclusion, but perhaps not a conclusion you should be tracing in pen or etching in stone. There are people who were willing to bench Nikola Vucevic and start Bismack Biombo full-time. There are people who are ready to trade half the roster, who are ready to begin tanking. And, and I maybe fed that a little bit because I, I joked. Uh, I, I put the, uh, the that, that my favorite lottery, uh, lottery ball gif from uh, This Magic Moment uh, up there as my recap for the game because uh, the Magic looked like a lottery team that day. But I think what we need to do is take a step back and kind of take a deep breath with the Magic in these first three games. Yes, the Magic are 0-3. Yes, the efforts in the second half against Miami, the entire game against the Detroit Pistons, and the first half against the Cavaliers were not up to par. The Magic have essentially played two halves of decent basketball, of winning basketball in three games, and that is concerning. But it is just three games. It is not the whole season, and most importantly, this team always required a bit of patience. It's something that Frank Vogel preached toward the end of the preseason, or at the end of the preseason, that this isn't going to happen in a day. It wasn't going to happen immediately. You look at, uh, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about this later on, but you look at when Frank Vogel, his first full year as the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, They're actually the first year that they went to the conference finals, their back-to-back conference finals year. Those Indiana Pacers teams had a huge adjustment to make. Danny Granger was hurt, and they needed to find players to fill that role. It was essentially a new team. And... DJ, I mean, DJ Augustine was, was a member of that team, but it was definitely a new team that had to make adjustments. That Pacers team started 3-6. and six. They didn't stay better than 500 until December 14th. It took them a good quarter of the season to figure things out. And slowly but surely, that team won 49 games. 
the Magic are behind the eight ball. There's no doubt about that. They brought in the second, they had the second largest turnover of their roster in the NBA this year. They went from, you know, they're trying to go from 35 win team to playoff team. They have a new coach. They had injuries at the beginning of the season. Serge Ibaka, Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, these are not insignificant injuries. At the beginning of training camp, they haven't had the opportunity to integrate those players fully in, and they haven't had necessarily the opportunity to get used to each other. And when you watch the Magic play, and what's so concerning about the way that they're playing, certainly, is they just don't look like they know how to play together yet. That fact might just be true, that they don't know how to play together yet. And this isn't an excuse for lack of effort. Effort is effort. And they're struggling on execution, on execution of basic things, and they're not aggressive mistakes. Aggressive mistakes I think you can live with for the most part. It's the mistakes of, you know, I'm pointing at you to do something, or, you know, I you know, I'm worried about my man, I'm not getting to you, I'm not getting there. Or the one on one, especially the one on one play on offense without uh without working together. Um, if you turn the ball over because you're trying to do a lob or you're passing somewhere where you think a guy's supposed to be, for now, that's okay. You want to see that progressively get better. But this is still a team coming together, and it's 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 going to take some time. And even after the preseason ended, it was clear that they were going to take some time. And everyone knew it was going to take some time. Patience was still something the Magic were preaching, even as they prepared for the season opener. And the excitement of the season opener has waned now. And it's not, you know, it was certainly disappointing not to see the Magic's best effort that night or to see them give in to frustration and then do it again against Detroit because essentially that's what they did. They gave in to frustration in the third quarter against Miami and, and lost grip of that game. And they gave in to frustration in the second quarter against Detroit, and lost grip of that game. And they nearly lost grip of the game against Cleveland as they got frustrated. This is not a team that has a lot of trust yet. They've still got to kind of build that trust. They've still got to build the belief that he's going to be there for me. He's going to have my back when I step up to help. He's going to have, you know, he's going to be there uh, working for me to get me an open shot. I don't have to do this on my own. I can trust my teammates to to help me out. And that's still a big concern for this team. Yes, it sucks. And it's not an excuse because these games count. And if you're trying to squeeze your way into the playoffs, and I'm still going to talk about the playoffs because it's they're 0-3. They win Tuesday, they're 1-3. They win Thursday, they're 2-3. They win Saturday, they're 3-3. and It can change just that quick. And, you know, certainly Philadelphia is struggling. Certainly Sacramento has had its struggles, although they had a nice win on Saturday against the, the Timberwolves. And certainly uh, Washington has had its struggles. I'm not saying the Magic are going to win these games, but it isn't time to panic. It's certainly, there are some concerns. This offense is, is not working at all, and it's very difficult to figure out what the Magic are trying to do. And they've got to they've got to start kind of establishing their offensive identity as much as their defensive identity. And the defense has not uh, has not allowed 
much confidence either. It, it hasn't been together. It hasn't been fluid. Uh, teams are getting into the paint pretty easily, and uh, they, they're still giving up a ton of offensive rebounds. The points in the paint numbers have not been pretty for the Magic these first three games. And those are signs for concern and things the Magic need to continue to improve and work on. But they're not things they can't fix. There's still been enough flashes to make you believe this Magic team can figure it out. And the fourth quarter against the defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers certainly should give reason to think that patience will be rewarded as long as they continue to make progress. I'm of the belief, and it might just be the optimist in me, that this is a team that needs to see results to trust the process. It's You hear a lot of coaches, especially in the Greg Popovich tree, talk about process over results. If you do things the right way, if you, cont- if you take your approach the right way time and time again, the results will take care of themselves. Just because you do the right process once and you don't get the result you desire doesn't mean continuing to do the right process will not get you the result. One try does not necessarily you know, make a trend. However, with this team, with so many new faces, with so many new pieces and, and, and the need to come together, I'm willing to say this team needs a result to build trust in the process. And I think once this team gets a win, they'll be able to build on it. They'll be able to say, okay, this works. We know this works now. How do we get better and make this work more consistently? We'll see exactly what the Magic are made of on Tuesday. I think Tuesday, I mean, it's it's too early in the season to say it's a must win, but... Tuesday is a very big game for the Magic. They do have to go out there and get off the schneid, play with some confidence, play with some swagger. You know, I think that's a word that's been thrown around too. Play with some physicality on defense. That's something that I think has been really lacking and and I want to see more of is I want to see them get physical. And that's what I really loved about that fourth quarter is they got physical. They pushed the Cavs around. The refs had to respect them as the more aggressive team. If they do that, things will slowly get better. But it's going to take time. It's, this team's going to have some hiccups still. They're still going to have some bad moments. Uh, but it's not time to abandon ship or to panic quite yet. Still long, 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 long season. Still to go. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Moving on now, as we try and figure out and identify what this Magic Team's identity is, one theme has consistently come up as as we've spoken to Frank Vogel and talked about the Orlando Magic. And, and that, quite simply, is that Frank Vogel wants this team, or he Frank Vogel constantly references, well, when we were in Indiana, we did this. When we were in Indiana, we did that. 
it seems very much that Frank Vogel is trying to rebuild his Indiana Pacers team, or at least the approach that he brought with the Indiana Pacers teams to the Orlando Magic. And the question, I guess, is, is this a good thing? Well, certainly those Indiana Pacers teams were very, very good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They had a great system. Uh, their defensive, you know, what's what's really kind of shocking about the way the Magic have played this preseason, or this season so far, uh, is that Frank Vogel has shown an incredible ability to adapt to his personnel and still play strong defense. Um, the lack of defense that the Magic have shown this year has been very surprising because Vogel wants to bring that kind of defensive style. He's got a stretchy, uh, defensive-minded power forward like David West and Serge Ibaka, and Ibaka's defense has been hit or miss so far this season. They've got uh, a rim-protecting center um, who uses verticality in Bismack Biombo, or they got a kind of rim-protecting center in Bismack Biombo, but they got a more... But Roy Hibbert was very much a ground-based center who used verticality to, to defend, and frankly, I've been so impressed by Nikola Vucevic's defense to start this season. He's been in, more often than not, you know, LeBron, James dunking on him aside, more often than not been in the right position, been where he needs to be, helped well, uh, closed down closed down ball handlers well with the gaps that he's been given. Uh, he's done a lot of the things that you wanted to see from him defensively that he's never really done before. He's been really aggressive uh, and really strong on the defensive end. So I've been very, very impressed with him. Uh, but Nikola Vucevic is probably your first clue that the Magic aren't going to be able to build what Vogel had in Indiana. Not perfectly. Uh, Hibbert was always a great rim protector. He's even you know he, Vogel taught him verticality so that he could defend the rim better. But Vucevic has struggled mightily with his rim protection. I'm not going to look up his rim protection stats quite yet. It's still very very early in the season, but I imagine they're a little bit better better now for Vucevic. The big difference, though, between uh, those Pacers teams and, and this Magic team, though, is Paul George, no doubt. Paul George was this versatile defender, a strong offensive player, someone you could dump the ball to, and he would create good offense for you. And the Magic really lacked that. And, I, and we're seeing that on the offensive end because Frank Vogel's offenses have never been particularly strong. Paul George, though, bails you out a lot. The Magic don't have that bailout player. They really don't. They need a more complicated, complex offensive system. And perhaps that is something that's still missing with this Magic team and why they've struggled so much. You know, Vogel isn't the kind of offensive coach to bump them up a level, to take them to that next level. And so we're still, I guess, getting a sense of who this Magic team is and getting a sense of what they can be. Because I don't think they have they have certain elements of that Pacers of those Pacers teams from Frank Vogel. But I think focusing too much, as as you know, sometimes Frank Vogel seems to have, focusing too much on copying what they did in Indiana is not going to be productive. It's not going to get the job done for the magic. Because this is a very different team. This is a very, very different team. And they, yes, they've got some good defensive pieces, but they need to be their own. They need to be their own team still. They can't be the Indiana Pacers. So, the question, I mean, 
the question then is, what kind of team is this Magic going to be? I think they they can still be a good defensive team, but they're going to be a different defensive team than the Pacers. They have more shot blocking, frankly, than those Pacers teams did. They have a lot more, you know, they have this kind of switchy versatility that those Pacers teams did. They could switch George Hill and uh, Lance Stevenson uh, in the backcourt. They could switch Paul George onto some power forwards. The Magic have that kind of versatility. Uh, Alfred Payton can probably switch on to shoot some shooting guards. Evan Fournier can switch up and down. Aaron Gordon can switch up and down. Serge Ibaka can switch up and down. So already they've they've got an element that that maybe those Pacers teams didn't have defensively. As they build their trust, as they build the trust that that they need to build, they should get better. But of course. It, like I said earlier, it's going to take time. And I think focusing too much on what the Pacers did rather than implementing a style that, that fits your roster better uh, is maybe not the most productive thing. Uh, obviously, I think what we've seen from the Magic is a lot of switching. Uh, that's something that, that they do a lot of. Um, and it takes a lot of communication and they haven't always been on the same page. Uh, it, we're still seeing them struggle with getting opposing guards. And the big thing that they've struggled with is... Uh, protecting the rim and uh, are not protecting the rim, protecting the glass and finishing possessions with a rebound. And that's been something that's been a huge struggle and has led to a lot of points in the paint, a lot of second chance points from opponents. But uh, it'll be something that we uh, continue to watch with this team uh, as the year goes on, uh, how they look, how they develop, how they mature as a group. And, and, you know, frankly, maybe even if they do, if, even if they ever do, um, you know, three games isn't a large enough sample size to make conclusions about this team, but we'll we'll see who they end up being. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic. Should be a fun week of Orlando Magic basketball. Of course, they take on the Philadelphia 76ers uh, in Philadelphia on Tuesday. Then they're back home to take on the Sacramento Kings on Thursday, followed by the Washington Wizards on Saturday. So, Good little two-game homestand coming up. It'll be good to have the team home after this this mini road trip. Uh, they're actually home now. They'll be practicing on Monday, so I'll be at practice on Halloween Day. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast, uh, Locked on Magic, uh, on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those great places. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, it does help us climb the rankings. We've been getting a lot of great feedback on the podcast. I, I've been seeing the, list, seeing the listen numbers, and I'm very thankful for everyone listening to the show. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the time. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow as we uh, take a little take a little bit of a closer look. My plan tomorrow is to take a little bit of a closer look at Serge Ibaka and, and how he can benefit the team and what he's doing to benefit the team as uh, as now we've got some games under our belt to, to really dig into to who this Magic team, at least they're, at least who they're trying to be. Uh, for Orlando Magic Daily, for Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.